0: Hi and welcome to this episode of Connecting the Dots with me, your host, Cassie Hubert. So it's my joy to have you here. I'm so glad you came. This is the podcast where I talk about creativity, artistry, motherhood, parenting, life, personal growth, relationships, all the parts of our lives that are actual dots on the map and picture of our life but that can feel so disparate sometimes, or like we are being pulled in so many different directions, we have no idea what kind of a life we're creating. And it can feel a bit out of kilter. And yet actually when you join all those dots, you realize that your life does make a kind of a sense. And I don't mean it makes a kind of a sense as in a value judgment. You, just, you start to see how all those aspects have been pulled together and how they do form this beautiful picture of your life. And that you are made to have lots of ideas in different directions. And just because you've gone from 1 to 27 and back over to 13 doesn't mean that you're going in the wrong direction. It might be that those points are exactly where you need to go. Just because one dot doesn't go to the adjacent dot when you draw that line, it goes somewhere across the page and then back to somewhere else, doesn't mean you're making the wrong movement. And so something today I wanted to talk about, because this has been on my mind a lot lately, is the nature of time traveling. No, <laughs> I'm not about to go sci-fi on you, although that'd be cool, but that's not where I'm going. I have been thinking a lot about how in my head and my heart, when I'm feeling under pressure or stressed or exhausted or in grief or anxious or angry or any of those things, it can be very easy for me with either my feelings or my thoughts and sometimes both, to catapult ahead of myself into the future and how I think things might go I can catastrophize or I can take my ideas down the road and be like yeah it's going to be like this or I can start thinking but if this goes this way and this goes this way then it's going to end up leaving me there and that's going to be terrible and yet sometimes I can do the opposite and I can find myself pulled back to past situations how things used to be how I used to think how I used to act what kind of energy levels I used to have which is something I'm definitely riffing with a lot at the moment and having been for some time because for my body and my health and my exhaustion and mental capacity it feels like I used to be so much more active and more able and more invigorated and in the last however many years but especially the last few I feel like I've been gradually losing that losing my capacity and getting it feels unhealthier but it's less about the health it's more just about my capacity strength energy to do all the things I used to do or I used to like doing And I can't at the moment, and that feels frustrating. And in both of those cases, I am not being present. Now, there's nothing wrong with reflection. Reflection definitely has its place, and looking back on how things were and reflectively thinking about them, what went well, what didn't go so well, how I'd like to take lessons and things I've learned from those moving forward into the new phase and equally setting vision and casting for the future and having great ideas and being like that could be great or I want to try doing that and getting over there also really good but what I've noticed is when I'm spending too much time in my head in the future or in the past I actually miss all that's going on in the here and now and again, what I have noticed, hence the time travelling, is I can time travel to the past or the future with my mind and with my emotions. And past experiences, past feelings, past ideas, how things went. But I can't do that with my body So unless you know something that I don't yet, which you probably know a hell of a lot of things that I don't yet, but in this instance, unless you know something about time travel, that it's actually become real and not just science fiction, and that we can physically move our bodies in time beyond the physical act of living, (laughs) because in some ways we are gradually traveling through time, but the present always stays the same. We can't go into, you know, 10 weeks in the future or 10 weeks in the past. We can't do that with our bodies. And therefore, what I've been noticing more and more is how if I want to be present to what's going on in the here and now, the biggest, quickest, most effective way I can do that is by getting into my body because I can't time travel with my body. And once I'm very physically aware of my body in whatever capacity, my breathing, my sense of touch, place, temperature, all the things, then I'm much more likely to be able to stay present now why is this necessary I hear you ask (laughs) we only live in the present our heads and our hearts might live in the past and the future but in actuality we only have what's in the here and now to work with what happens today will become the memories of yesterday and what happens today will also pave the way for the next step of tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow so it goes on and We can't do anything about the past. It's happened. And we can only imagine the future. But we're not there yet. And whether that comes to relationships or making art, performing, the biggest thing as an actor, if you are projecting into the next scene, you're not present. The audience feels it. Your cast members feel it. You feel it. It just, it doesn't work. You're not truthful. You're not alive because it's gone into some non-space. I can always feel it if I'm working in a scene with somebody and they've just disappeared and they're not present anymore. And it loses its vitality. The scene loses its energy, its vitality. The words might come out the same, the motions might be walked through, but there is no connection and it's just not there and it doesn't work and it's not exciting. And suddenly it's like talking to a brick wall. Now, I'm pretty sure we've all had those experiences with people in our lives where you're talking to them and suddenly you're like, you're not with me. You are in no way with me. You have gone somewhere else. My husband and I have that all the time. He does it with me. I do it with our eldest daughter because my brain lops about and his brain lops about. And it's the most frustrating thing for the person on the receiving end. Because what you're seeking in a conversation in some shape or form, whilst information and maybe practical details, is connection. And you can't connect with somebody who's not present. It just doesn't work. You can't connect with a piece of work you're desperately trying to make if you're thinking about how it's going to be received. Because then you've abandoned the work in the here and now and how in the future people might think about it. And therefore you're less interested in the project itself and more interested in somebody else's opinion of the project And all of those have a place and, you know, if we're working for a client, then there is definitely a very reasonable perspective on hoping that they like it or that they're happy with it or that you fulfilled your brief. But that's not the same as being present with the project in the here and now. You're not going to discover the gems and the wonder that this project might bring up for you. You're not going to make anything really beautiful all the while you aren't being with it. Everything in our lives in some shape or form is a kind of a relationship. And if we are not tending to those relationships in the present, we're not really in relationship with them. And so when I'm finding myself getting worried about the future or feeling hurt about things in the past, there's been some stuff going on for me for a while and I'm processing it and it's causing pain and I'm trying to sit with the pain. But sometimes then I imagine, well, how's it going to be in this situation at that point with this person or in that way? Or... And it's, it's a bit scary. But the thing is, I can't do anything about that. And by the time I get there, I might feel differently. I might have more skills. I might have more tools. Circumstances might have changed. If it's affecting another person, if there's a situation with another person, and I'm wondering how it's going to be when I see them in a month's time or two months' time, even if things have been difficult now, well, both of us may well have moved to a different place in our hearts by that time. I don't know how someone's going to feel. I don't know how I'm going to feel in the next half an hour. So I can't guarantee how I'm going to feel in a month, two months' time. It's worrying about something that you can't do anything about over there, but you can do something about right here. You can work on what's important to you. You can reflect on what maybe you did that you'd rather not do and go, okay, so what am I going to do about it now? If you said something unkind in a way that you're aware that it caused a rift, you can go back and say, hey, I'm really sorry about that. You can say that now, about then, But you can't change what happened then. And you can't predict for definite in any way, shape or form what's going to happen in the future. And I think so much of being a human in this life, we spend so much time in our heads and our hearts catapulted between past and past and future. And it can be really difficult to be present. And when we're tired, kids are brilliant at bringing you into the present because they demand your attention right now. My youngest son, he is three in a bit and he is talking loads and is into books and he's also very performing it's very sweet he wants to perform various books for us and sometimes it's like the third time he's done it and maybe our brains you know have wandered over to what we're doing for dinner or whatever and he currently stops and waits for you or sometimes takes my face and anchors it like holds it between his hands making sure I'm looking at him because he wants my attention And pulls me very much into the present to give him that attention. And it's actually really gorgeous and funny and sweet and lovely. And sometimes we need to do that for ourselves. Sometimes we are exhausted and our brains just can't cope with it. Well, then being in the present doesn't mean forcing yourself to really connect with the work. If you can't do the work, if you've got no capacity for it, it means being present to your body right here and now means going, I need a rest. I need to sleep. I need a nap. I need to let it go because that really makes a huge difference. So I want to encourage you to consider where you are time traveling in your mind and your heart. And it'll happen throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year, you will notice. If you start paying attention to those moments, you will start to notice more and more and more what's going on there. And the only thing I have learned to do is to get in my body. So sometimes that means taking your shoes and socks off and putting your feet flat on the ground. If you can get outside, even better. There's nothing like that for anchoring you in time and space. Grounding you, physically grounding you. We did so much work during my training at grounding, whether that was vocal grounding, getting our voices down and in our feet. And obviously your voice isn't actually in your feet, but that feeling of being connected to the floor, but also aware of the space above your head and the the space around you. It's very powerful for anchoring you and allowing you to be present vocally. Grounding yourself physically reminds you of who you are, at what point in time, what the weather's like, how does it feel under your feet? There's a process called EFT tapping, emotional freedom tapping. And It's about physically being present with where you are, saying something like, I accept how I'm feeling right now, a sense of overwhelm, a sense of whatever, and I can lovingly and compassionately acknowledge that and be kind to myself about it. And then you tap different parts of your body. And I haven't looked into it loads, but it's something about, again, physically bringing you into your body in a tangible way, running your hands under water and really noticing how it feels. Breathing. Funnily enough, breathing's quite powerful. Breathing deeply, not up high and shallow, but down low. Lying on the floor is an amazing way to get yourself physically on the floor because there'll be a point when it feels uncomfortable and gradually you sort of give to the floor and you sink into it. And that really helps. Doing a stretch, rolling down the spine, going for a run if you're a runner. I'm not. Dancing. Dancing is an amazing way to get you into your body. It has to get you out of your head. Feeling what your body's feeling, noticing how your limbs are moving. Anything that helps anchor you in the present will enable you then, when you have done that, not to fix everything, because of course nothing fixes everything in one go, but it will enable you to then be more attentive to what is in front of you, what you can actually do in the here and now, what will be the next step. Because you can only deal with the step right here, and then once you've done that, the next step that's right here and now, moving you towards your goal or vision in the future reflecting and letting go of or learning from the lessons of your past. But it enables you to be present and creative and vital and alive. Because if you don't live in the here and now, you're not actually living at all. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Connecting the Dots. I'm so glad you showed up to listen. It's really wonderful. And I hope that as this week goes on, you start to notice areas where you are time traveling and maybe allow yourself to come back to your body and see if that helps you be more present and more able to tackle the things that are on your plate and on your mind and on your heart. And give you the courage to take the next step in the here and now and see the creative options and new ideas and new lease of life open up to you. And when you're feeling like all of this stuff feels like it's coming from every direction, may you trust in the process that despite appearances, these dots of your life are not placed at random. God bless.